All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's after four o'clock. Welcome back. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you. Hope we're having a lovely day. Well, it's uh, here in Edmonton, an area. It's like plus 10. Uh, TR out in uh, Newfoundland. Uh, they've had 35 centimeters of snow. It's a snow day for uh, for TR over there. He's uh, um, shoveled a few times. Um, and now you're getting older. How's your back holding up? Oh, that's all good. It keeps me... Uh, <laughs> it, it's worse when I don't. If I went two even weeks without running or skating or shoveling, then it'd start hurting. Okay. Just got to keep that machine oiled. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, my driveway is not... It's a small driveway. It's I got a, my Jeep in there, and as long as that can get in and out, small house, small driveway, not a big deal at all, just a little bit of exercise. Okay, I like it. Uh, let's get to the uh, football report now, brought to you by Action. Uh, sorry, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Or, hey, it's so nice outside, maybe uh, your AC unit. Go to legacyheating.ca as uh, Andy Petrillo from uh, CBC and uh, One Soccer uh, joins us. And Andy, oh my goodness, um, quite the uh, quite the blow up this, uh, this past week between uh, the Canadian soccer business, the CSB, and uh, Media Pro. Um, uh, because of it, uh, one soccer as of now is, is no longer in business. It's kind of crazy. So can you update us on what's going on? <laughs> yeah. You know what, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm still trying to digest this news myself, but you know, from, from what has now become very public knowledge, uh, it all came to fruition pretty much on Thursday and it's within the courts. Now 
both are suing each other for breach of contract. So MediaPro, um, a company that originated in Spain, started MediaPro Canada and around MediaPro Canada started a network called One Soccer. And they're saying that CSB, Canadian Soccer Business, who, you know, as we know, runs the CPL yeah. and also is the broadcasting and marketing arm of CPL and the national teams, they said, you're not fulfilling your side of the contract. Media Pro saying that they're like, you promised us X amount of teams by this marking, you know, five years into the league, you promised this, which means you promised us this amount of games um, and you haven't fulfilled that. And I think Media Pro was also a little shocked. I mean, I just saw you giving some updates on the weather around the country. I think Media Pro was a little shocked about how huge this country is and the amount of money they'd have to put into, you know, this country. And I think they were a little shocked as well at how this country wasn't so quick to jump on the soccer bandwagon. And quite frankly, I don't think they understood the duopoly, the power of Rogers and Bell and the refusal uh, to put one soccer on linear CSB of course is countering saying it doesn't matter. We've signed a deal. We've always done everything in good faith. We can't help it. If the pandemic also got in the way, which really hurt our ability to give you the amount of games we said we'd give you by 2024 to give you the amount of teams we thought we'd give you like, you know, it set us back more than we thought. So you're actually in breach of the contract. We're suing you. But this is so, so that's in the courts now. But what we do know, guys, is that CSB still owns the rights to the Canadian Premier League games and to the men's and women's national teams. So what happens to those games now? Like who airs them? Because one soccer is essentially no more. Do they make a deal with TSN? Do they make a deal with Sportsnet? Do they make a deal with DAZN, Apple, Amazon, right? Like the big question here is they were a league which is, it's unheard of guys, right? Like when you are a brand new league to receive network dollars is unheard of Yeah, because you have to, you have to prove your worth. I mean, Jason, yeah. you would know this. Like, you have to prove your worth. You have to prove that you're valuable before any network steps in and says, Oh, I see the value in your league. I'm going to pay for your rights. Yeah. So for CPL to already be receiving broadcast rights, like that, that's, that's mind blowing, right? Like take the PWHL. For example, nobody's paying for the rights. TSN Sports at CBC, all three are, are, are airing those games. They're not paying. What they're paying, as I put you know that word in quotation, they're paying with airtime. Mm -hmm. They're paying with exposure. Like, we'll put you on our channels and hopefully help build your product and it becomes valuable. So now CSB has lost that broadcasting money. So even if they were to put the games on TSN Sportsnet or whoever – do they have to pay now yeah. to put those games on those networks? So now they're kind of behind the eight ball, all this money that they thought they'd be bringing in, they have to spend. So it's like, it's a mess guys. It's an absolute mess. And we're all trying to make sense of it. Right. How quick do you think it gets solved? And like, is there, is there a timeline for like, would the season play if this isn't solved? The season will play, but I mean, okay. that's a real kick in the pants, right? Yeah. Cause now you're playing and you're like, well, who, who's what? Like where, where are, our games being broadcasted, but this is where it really like starts to get into the hands of, of the lawyers and the courts. Right. So for example, you know, something we, we can still talk about obviously is CONCACAF champions cup. As I explained, right. You have four Jeff C who's playing Chivas. That's huge. You have cavalry uh, who's in the, uh, in the competition as well. They're taking on Orlando city and you have Vancouver Whitecaps. Right. So you have three Canadian teams that are playing in CONCACAF champions cup, which is a huge tournament. 
make good money being in that tournament. I do, from what I'm, I'm told, I understand one soccer will still air those games. Okay. But it'll be plug, it'll be plug and play. So it won't be any Canadian commentary. So one soccer, myself included, I would typically be going in on February 7th. I'd be hosting the pregame show, halftime, postgame. You know, uh, Adam Jenkins would be doing play-by-play. Nope, that is not going to happen. It's going to be plug-and-play, whatever CONCACAF is is providing, whatever commentary CONCACAF is providing, fingers crossed, guys, that it will be in English because it is being played, you know, against the Mexican side. CONCACAF does now have, you know, like a a huge Mexican contingent. You might just be getting your play-by-play in Mexican and Spanish, right? So it's like... There, I, from what I understand, certain games will be played, but for how long, right? Like, that's the question. Because if media pros like, we're out of here, unless they're ordered by the court to still uphold their end of the bargain, um, they'll keep one soccer for the sake of airing games, but they will not provide any studio for it whatsoever. So it's like, it's really kind of going backwards for yeah. the sport in this country in many ways, right? Like, it's really, really sad. Just when you felt like you were making waves just when you felt like you were growing now your exposure is kind of gone or even if you get the exposure at what cost because like i said do you have to pay now another network to air your product and now you're losing money so well, Andy, to a positive note i assume is positive for most people bev priestman <laughs> okay so bev priestman yeah. is resigning till 2027 i know she's big on player development winning record so that's part one part two she's defending and the team, the Olympics here coming yeah. up, they won last time. How do they look coming into So I guess give us some thoughts on Priestman and how does the team look going into the Olympics this year? This is interesting, and I'm, I'm going to give you mostly glass half full. The only glass half empty I'll give you with the Bev Priestman signing is, you know, you, you kind of raise an eyebrow where you're like, wow, signed through 2027. Like, again, this is somebody who had a bit of, you know, a mixed review year where it was an absolute disaster at the World Cup, but then a masterful bounce back in those two qualifying games against Jamaica to get back to the Olympics. So you're just like, well, what if she has another? So the next big tournament for the women is coming up in February. It's their Gold Cup. So for the first time ever, the women have a Gold Cup competition. For years, they've had it for the men. So they're going to play in that Gold Cup competition. What if it's bad, Terry? Or what if they go to the Olympics and it's bad? Like, in the world of soccer, we could say it's fair or not fair. Oftentimes, when you have a horrible performance, it's almost expected that the next day the coach goes, I resign. Yeah, That's why we were having these conversations after the Women's World Cup, when it was so bad for Canada, a lot of people thought Bev was going to walk away. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, she didn't? Oh, okay. Which is against the the norm, right, of typically mm-hmm. what happens in the world of soccer when it's that bad of a performance. So I, I think Canada soccer's kind of put themselves in a wee bit of a pickle that you've signed someone for so long. But I guess the other part of it is Canada soccer's in shambles, guys, is I, I feel like I come here every single week. Like we just talked about Allison Walker <laughs> kind of now turning around going, ah, not taking that job. So now I guess in many ways Canada soccer's like, well, Bev's the, like, who's going to want that job again? There is a labor dispute going on. Nobody really wants to touch Canada soccer with a 10-foot pole. So maybe they saw that and went, just sign Beth Priestman because uh, at least we have a coach till 2027. Yeah. Having said all that, she is really good. Like I, I do feel like as harsh as I can, you know, I was and, and even saying right now a little bit about how her performance was at the World Cup, 
she really bounced back. I loved how she responded in September. She completely changed her formation. She really gave certain players the opportunity to shine. Uh, it was masterful, masterful. I loved it. I really am expecting big things from Canada in February in this tournament. And I think that, you know, now that, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, right? And maybe Terry, you've been in a room where you've experienced this too. Like Christine St. Clair was larger than life. And you would always want her in her prime. You want her on your team, no matter what. But I think Christine St. Clair's shadow, you know, or, or like, you know, the, just the shadow that she cast, everyone was kind of living in it and never maybe felt like they were living up to their potential because they would always defer to Christine St. Clair. Now that she's gone, I feel like a lot of people have their wings. And it's not in a bad way. It's not like me saying Christine St. Clair is getting in the way. I just feel like that kind of happens when somebody gets older and you just yeah. like, you know that that next generation is chomping at the bit, but you're like, yeah, but there's no room for you because we're still respecting the veteran. So I, I do think that there's some players who feel like they can breathe and I'm really looking forward to what they can do in a couple weeks at that next tournament for sure. Andy Petrillo uh, joins us. Uh, Andy, uh, some big news uh, overseas. Uh, Jurgen Klopp announces that uh, he's leaving when the uh, season is done. Uh, he, he needs a, he needs a lot of rest. Um, all right, get, you know he says that uh, you know it's, it's for his his mental health and um, yeah, yeah. And I understand it, but I I, I do sometimes feel that um, not an excuse. But like mental health is depression and, and everything. And uh, you got a great job. And is there a lot of stress in your job? Sure. Right. But maybe just mm-hmm. say, you know what? Hey, I need a break. I'm tired. Right. Like I, I, yeah. I, everybody always likes to use mental health. And I, I get offended sometimes because I think it's people that aren't really dealing with legit mental health issues. It's, you know, well, you know, geez, I got some stress in my life. Yeah. Okay. But that's not necessarily what originally <laughs> mental health was talked about. Yeah, and, and, and I don't I don't think he, he meant it that way there, but you're right. I do feel like it's just part of our vernacular now, right? Many yeah. people associate resting your brain or just kind of recharging or taking your life back as I, I got to look after my mental health, right? So it's just become this like phrase where we have always known mental health to then have the word illness attached to it, like mental health illness, right? And I, I think there's a differentiate, you know, you got to differentiate between the two. And I think for, you know, for Jurgen Klopp, the writing was kind of on the wall. I mean, it still shocked everyone. And I I think looking at a Liverpool team without him will be very, very strange. But he's always come to the defense of players. Like for years, he has always said, the schedule is getting too much. You're jamming in way too many tournaments on top of the regular season. Not to mention the players who have national team duty. They're off trying to qualify for whatever it is, right? Whatever it's Copa America, it's Euros, it's the World Cup, right? Like everyone is off trying to qualify. You know, FIFA's even trying to introduce the World Cup every two years now, guys. Like it's all this stuff that all these players, and they really don't get a break. Like it is seriously a 12-month operation. Like as hard as we go in hockey – You just know that if, first of all, if you don't make the playoffs, you're done as of April. And even if you go all the way and win the Stanley Cup, you're still looking at, you know, and in June and training camp doesn't start again until September. That kind of stuff does not exist in the world of soccer, right? It's like your season is long. Then on top of that, once your season ends, oh, guess what? It's a World Cup year. 
oh, guess what? It's a European championship year. And you're just playing and playing and playing. Well, that also takes a toll on the coach who's constantly having to manage a bunch of things and, and, and everything as well. So I, 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 what I always wonder, guys, is I always wonder the precedent. I always wonder if it opens the door to other people now having the guts to do this. And I, I say it's guts because imagine having this job, right? Like imagine a coach even walking away in hockey. Imagine a coach walking away, willingly walking away from like, I don't know, the Dallas Cowboys game, like whatever is the bigger team in the league. Imagine them going, peace out, right? Like I'm kind of done. Excuse me? Like what, do you, like what are you doing? People would like give their firstborn child to have that job and like you're like, I'm out. So I think it's very like I think that's gutsy of them, good on him. If he's like, I'm kind of done and, and so be it. But then I just wonder what the trickle down effect is too, right? If other coaches, and I wouldn't say it's the same, but uh, Xavi Hernandez, you know, massive player for Spain, World Cup champion. He's taken over Barcelona and he's also said, I'm done. He said, I'm going to leave at the end of the year. His is a little different because he's been getting some mixed results. So the fan base has been um, kind of hard on him, but that's exactly why he's leaving. He's like, I'm going to leave because I'm tired of this crap. I'm tired of, of the abuse I receive at the hands of the fans. I'm tired of the abuse I'm receiving from the media. He's like, I don't need this. I'm out. So he also announced that he's going to be leaving and he's leaving Barcelona. Barcelona's huge. So it's like, what's kind of going on here, right? Like, I almost feel like managers in the world of footy are just boycotting. And I don't know if I like it yet or if I'm like, "Mm, what's happening here? I I I don't quite know how I'm feeling yet about it, guys. But I just know that it's happening. And I wonder how many would actually start to do it as well. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, something to watch for, uh, for sure, Andy. Uh, great stuff as always. Uh, we will chat with you uh, next week, and uh, maybe we'll we'll have some changes and uh, see if you're going to be uh, back on the air or only back in one gig. We'll see. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. That's uh, Andy, Andy Trillo from uh, CBC Sports, uh, and I guess on hiatus from uh, one soccer. I don't know what would be the uh, proper term for that, but uh, man, that was uh, that was quite the. Uh, quite the week and now they're going to court and it's you know it's not great you know it definitely seems like a big step back for the for the national you know soccer league you know this league's still going to go on but you know having exposure helps right there's no question right it's like what andy said you know the pwhl got a massive break because you you have people showing their games and they're not paying for it right they're not paying to have them where they have to pay to have the other leagues and that's you know that's that's great but now, and like she said, well, what if what if they want to pick up the games but can't because technically, uh, you know, once Auger still owns a broadcast, and they're like, oh, do you got to pay us to have them? So we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. But for for a lot of the soccer fans, and trust me, there's lots of them in our country more than ever. It's growing massive, uh, which is great. You know, we got elite soccer players, uh, uh, not just here but on the international scene, and I think it's important that uh, that it keeps growing. Uh, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Ryan's rant is next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live in Orders Nation YouTube uh, from the Ewell Studio, EWEL.ca. Rolling through a little extra Phil Collins for you on a Monday afternoon. Gregor, Ryan, Terry Ryan, Connor Halley with you. Hope you're having a, a lovely Monday. How could you not? Order fans, I still got eight days. Eight days to uh, find out if the Edmonton Orders tie the NHL uh, record. Uh, 
for uh, 17 games. It's a fun little thing to, uh, obviously it's not going to impact their, like they could set the record. They could break the record. Doesn't mean they're going to win the cup. I understand that. But here's the thing. I don't like that argument to everything. Well, it doesn't matter if they don't win the Stanley Cup. It's the stupidest argument. I just want to say that. It's the dumbest argument I've heard. So then why do they play any regular season games? Just start at the playoffs. Because clearly nothing matters. Only the cup matters. It's ridiculous. Of course it matters. You build good habits. If you want to win a Stanley Cup, you have to be pretty good in the regular season. That's just a fact. And when you find different ways to win over a six-week span, I would say it's a positive. But I'm just so tired of now every... Well, it doesn't matter. They haven't won the Cup. Really? One team wins the Cup. One. So nothing else matters. There's no growth. There's no learning. There's no improving. Nothing. Like, it's just so lame and tiresome. God. Anyway. So I get off on a tangent. It just bothers me when uh, people are like, no, no, it doesn't matter. No, unless you win the cup, nothing matters. Well, it's kind of foolish. Anybody who's ever been on a journey to anything would recognize that you can't get to the final step until you take the first step. It's just simple truth. Let's uh, let's get to uh, Ryan's rant because I'm sure his will be better than mine. Uh, brought to you by Action Electrical, where uh, you have until the uh, the end of February. If you want to save some money, because the uh, the grant, the $5,600 grant, if you want to get solar on your house, it goes. It just evaporates. It disappears. So use it this in coming up until the end of February. Otherwise, you're just out 5600 bucks. If you're thinking about getting solar, do it now. ActionElectrical.net. Here's Ryan's rant with Terry Ryan. Thanks, Jason. So a lot of people, <laughs> there's certain questions in hockey that a lot of people think are black and white. They think that it's night and day. There's a very clear-cut line, and a lot of people, let's just say, okay, whether or not a kid goes to junior or college. Now, after having played the game, and I think if you're a fan and you study it at all, you'd probably realize that some people are different fits. It's a judgment call each time. Some kids are fit for college. Some are major juniors. Some want to go away early, some earlier. Some don't. Some like the, the rough stuff. Some don't. Some want to wear a cage. Some want to wear a visor. Uh relative distance to your home, geography, uh, whether you've got a girlfriend maybe that is in the area. There's all kinds of reasons to go one way or the other. Now, when I often talk about, and it happened a lot last week, ex-coaches, and I didn't like Michelle Terrian. I often said that. Again, I don't want to make this whole thing about him or me because if he was here in front of me now, I'd shake his hand. It happened a long, long time ago, my fallout with that guy. And I find I talk about him way too much. But because I talk about him, I get all kinds of messages, you know, through Twitter. And I appreciate it. And a lot of people are, you know, on his side or my side or whatever it would be. And and it's a foggy side to be on anyway. But this is not about me or him. What I'm saying is that people might text me and they might say, well, you know, Tortorella, what do you think of this? And, and you know, uh, it happens all the time. Or I'll get a DM about, what was that kid, uh, Cutter, uh, what's his name, Goche? When I, yeah, Cutter Goche. Yeah. So they'll go, well, obviously it was Tortorella. And I'm like, well, you're, m- maybe the guy is a hard coach, but there's a difference between being hard and being ignorant. And I try to say that. Like I, when people lump Rick Tockett and, and Tortorella into the Michelle Terrian conversation, they often think it's what I want to hear. And I'm like, no, no, it's, that's not what I'm saying. Michelle Terrian, I got results under, right? I, had, I was a rookie in the American Hockey League. I had 21 goals, 
34 fights, 256 penalty minutes. I, those to me, I loved Chris Nyland. I've talked about it on here. I, I was happy with that. But the methods that Michelle Tyrion used to extract that level of statistics out of me, I didn't appreciate. And I had good stats under Bob Lauks too, in the in the in junior in the WHL. And Bob was hard, a very hard coach, but he wasn't ignorant, and he treated you like a person. And I find, I don't know, um, what's another? I I can't speak from personal experience. I heard Bob Hartley wasn't the nicest person. I've heard that Mike Babcock, and a little bit of that is public about some of the weird, peculiar, almost crude ways that he would check in on his players and you know so everybody's got different methods but i try to draw the line and explain to people that a hartley or a Tyrion or a babcock or even a keenan i've heard stuff you know but who knows that's a long time ago but they're different than a tortorella a tocket a baruby you know like to be a coach in the nhl like john cooper might come off as really lighthearted, and he doesn't crack a whip at all but i mean there's some reason he's successful and he might be more on the side of compassionate to the public at least you know player to player and Tockett might come out in the news in the literally in the media um at the end of the game in the media availability he says uh peterson got to pick it up and meanwhile the guy was on a heater for like eight games he had one or two games subpar he wasn't awful but those guys seem to respect each other peterson came back and I forget what he said, but he said, yeah, you know, I understand. I got a little bit more in the tank to give. And it's nice to see an old school exchange uh, that's not necessarily pretty, but Peterson can use as constructive criticism, which it seems like he did. We're not always obvious. We're not always honest with the media, but it seemed to me that exchange was fairly organic and genuine. So. When people ask me about my experiences, they're completely different. I've had all kinds of coaches, and some coaches were really lenient and some weren't. But most, to be coaches in the first place, they must have some talent at drawing out the, you know, what, what energy you're going to harness. Clearly, Rick Tockett and maybe you know Garland I brought up earlier when Matt was on, he'd played in, in, in Phoenix, with the guy. So maybe that, you know, there's nuances to each players. There's way, there's ways to stroke each player and some coaches are tough. Okay. But it doesn't mean that they're ignorant. Um, and if you ask me as a player, I liked a guy like Tortorella or, or talk or go on down the list. I didn't like the, the, the way that I was treated by Michelle Terry. doesn't mean he was a bad coach though. The guy was clearly a very, very good coach. Was he a good human? Not to me, he wasn't. But there's a difference, and I just hope people can recognize it. There's a difference between ignorance and demanding hard work. There you go. Uh, no, that's fair. And you know, it's it's interesting about uh, you know, Terry was a head coach for uh, you know for a long time, and you know, had some had some pretty successful teams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, they, they lost in the final and the next year, uh, he got fired 57 games in to a season like that. It's kind of rare, right? You, you're losing a final and, uh, the, basically in your second season, then you're fired halfway through your third and they went on to win the, the Stanley Cup that year with Dan Bilesma. Um, I, you know, he's been an assistant. Uh, well, not anymore. He was an assistant up until a few years ago in the league. And, um, I like what you said there. Um, you, you can be a, you can be a, 
a good coach. You can be hard on guys, but you you still have to have a human element. And, and it's funny when you talk to players who've had John Tortorella, very few of them have said that that Torts might have been hard, but he rarely was disrespectful. And and I think when you when you're working in a highly competitive environment, I don't think you can have thin skin. I, I think you have to understand that there's going to be days where the coach is very demanding. And as long as he's not demeaning, you can be demanding without being demeaning. And I think that uh, it's a fine line, right? And, and you have to find mm-hmm. that as, as a coach. And, and, no, and not every player is going to be the same, right? So every coach has talked about that. One of the keys of being a really good coach is, is to understanding different personalities. Terry Ryan might not mind it if you give him a swift kick in the rear end. Now, not, not physically, of course, but literally. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Connor Halley might be a guy who, who needs to hear a little bit more rah, rah, rah. Well, that's fine. Every, everybody's different. And so it's, there's a reason why I think, you know, you, you look at coaching and I'm not going to say that it's sometimes you can, I think you can overcoach, right? You can try to give too much information to your players. Uh, you know, you look in and not saying that Dave Manson overcoached because the players still talk about the defensive structure he put in and the hardness that he wanted them to play with defensively has helped them now. But when the, the addition of coffee's insistence to make plays and to encourage the players and show them they're capable of making plays by watching video of themselves, that's helped. They still have the toughness factor on defending from Manson, but to take it to the next level, they had coffee and coffee hasn't gone in and you know, he's not breaking down a huge amount of film. Funny enough, when I talk to the players, a lot of his is the film he shows that is them making plays here. Not here's the play you didn't make. It's here's you made it here. You made it again here. You make it again. You can do it. You're capable of it. Now go do it. And if you don't want to do it, I'll get someone else. And that's like, as a player, Terry, I couldn't imagine as a, Hey, wait a second. So the coach is basically telling me make plays. And if I don't make plays, I can't be here. Well, that's fair. Like that, that's probably like the mm-hmm. most fair thing. That's what any player at any level would want. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny you say that. I remember, I mean, the video stuff was just starting, but we had a video, you know, we had a lot of video in Montreal, but I remember, you know, a young player and I would be real nervous and you, you, you usually know when you screw up, you know, most of that, unless you're looking and the system breaks down and you didn't realize it's usually people pointing out what you did wrong and you already knew it. But I like that Alan Vigneault, you know, say what you want about the guy, but I remember him more than once. Like, this is what you did right. And to me, it's just an instinctive play. So I'm not really thinking about it. I'm going, oh, okay, so you like when I do that? Because I know that I lost my guy in the defensive zone. I get that. I know I did it. I don't need to see. All I need to do is come off after the shift and hear it from my line mate. I know I know when I did it. But I didn't realize that you like me to wait and chip it off the wall uh, for the centerman to jump onto it, say, rather than straight pass. I didn't realize that it was so obvious. I didn't realize in front of the net you'd like me to shoot low because I'm playing with Rob Butts, who's a big guy, and he goes to the net. Okay, you know, like little little things like that. I find, and it's 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 not always an obvious. It often comes down to a, a personality trait. Vigno wasn't trying to butter me up. That's just what he instinctively, as a person, figured I'd respond to. I remember he wasn't trying to butter me up at all, but he would do that to a lot of guys, you know. And that's one example. It's, so it's it's how you harness the, that positive energy out of each player, and it's not easy. And I, you know, it's not easy. How many coaches last more than two years, let alone five? You know, it's not always their fault, but that's why it's such a high turnover rate, man. Like you got to, 
make everybody in that room happy-ish, you know, for an entire season or seasons, and you got to be successful while doing it. And, uh, you know, Andy talked about stress around the job, and, you know, there's a lot of it in, in any major sport. But, uh, you know, that whole mental adversity, I, I think it's on display, at least, with coaches more than anything and more now than ever. 442, Sports 1440, Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you, as well as uh, Orders Nation YouTube and uh, Facebook. Got a lot of texts at 833-401-1440, some comments uh, online. We'll get to all of those. Uh, five questions, uh, Mark Spector, Kevin Woodley coming up. We're going to dive deeper into the uh, some goaltending stuff, uh, and especially the final 37 games for the Edmonton Orders. I really think the breakdown is set up very well for Stuart Skinner. He's played 33 games now. If he plays 22 to 24 of those 37 games... He finishes at 55 to 57. And keep in mind that because of the April schedule for the orders, where they have four sets of back-to-back, he's not going to have to play a lot of games uh, down the stretch. Uh, their final games, he'll play one of the two. The weekend before, he plays one of the two. Like, I don't see any reason why you'd be playing him back-to-back down the stretch. So I, I, I think the, uh, the orders have, A, a backup who's playing well, but B, a lot of time here that Stuart Skinner, 55 to 57, it's not a problem at all. You fatigue shouldn't be a factor at that point, especially because you look at how many games he's played now. Like, so if he plays, so that means in 73 days, Stuart Skinner might play 24 games, 25. He's not going to be taxed. He should be fine. Even at 57. So that's the advantage of the orders. You know, you played Skinner a lot early, but you don't need to, and you can't because they have eight sets of back to back. So the schedule almost helps the orders in their goaltending situation anyway. So we'll get to all that and more next. On Sports 1440, it's a Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 448, Gregor, Connor Halley, Terry Ryan with you. Lovely Monday afternoon. Uh, maybe some of you, did you take a break? Did you did you take the uh, the bye week off? Have, uh, have you as a Oiler fan gone anywhere? Maybe you're taking some, I know uh, uh, Wednesday some schools have the day off, PD day. So there you go, man. Everything's melting right now. I know everybody's enjoying the weather, but God, for a guy who loves the ODR, this is brutal. I mean, plus 11, plus 6, plus 10 sucks. Sorry. It just does. It's, uh, what do you think? See, I, I know I love the ODR. I love the, the wintertime and outside. So it's, uh, uh, it's a little nerve-wracking to me right now. A little, uh, little nerve-wracking. Uh, let's get to five questions brought to you by The Brick, where uh, you can save up to uh, 40% off mattresses, up to 20% off bedroom and dining furniture now till the end of the month. The Brick and thebrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, with the Oilers at the unofficial halfway point of the season, what would you give them as a letter grade? And I'm not talking the last 16 games. We're talking the entirety of the first half. Well, for me, a team that's going on this tear, it's hard to give them, no matter what they did previously, a B. And given that horrendous start, it's really tough for an A or an A+. So the only grade that I see fitting is B+. Yeah, well, I guess I look at it this way. Um, you know, they played 45 games. Um, 33 of them have been outstanding. The, the first 12 were not very good. The first 13. Well, first 12, I guess, when they were 2-9-1. and one, Right? But uh, since then, they've been the best team in the National Hockey League by a long shot. So to me, 
I got to give him an A minus. I can't give him an A plus because you can't just disregard the 12 games. But when, when you look at a small sample, like people are like, well, how can you compare the orders and the Kings? Well, I can't because the orders had 12 games. The Kings have now 27 games where LA has the 27th most points in the league. That's one third of the season. That's a much bigger, you know, it's two and a half times almost more than uh, what the orders uh, skid for 12 games. So I give the orders an A minus for, for overall. How can you not? I don't, I don't see anyway. It can't, despite their terrible start, they're still in, in uh, near the top in, uh, in goals for you look at their points percentage, right? Like think about that. So if you just give them a points percentage right now, what are they? Uh, sixth in the NHL? I would say that's uh or sorry, seventh. I, I would say that's still an A minus if you're in the top seven in the league. You're just being different. What's the difference between an A minus and a B plus? Well, hey, an A looks better than a B plus for sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's what, what the teacher. Think, Connor, what do you think? You can get a B plus or an A minus on your scorecard. It happens. True enough. There must be some difference. Yeah, I don't yeah. I forget what it is. Probably like an eighty two or an eighty three or four. Well, yeah, one certainly looks a whole lot better. Okay, guys, question number two. Corey Perry made his debut for the Oilers. 12 minutes, 44 seconds, couple hits, couple shots. Uh, I think it took him like a minute and 15 to actually make his presence known in the game. Uh, what did you guys make of his debut for the Oil? It's what I expected. And uh, there was two plays he made in the game uh, that where I thought, okay, you know what? Once his hands are at the normal for him, those would be goals. I don't know if you saw it. He was in the corner on the power play. He faked. He cut up. He came into the slot, and the puck just rolled off his stick. To me, that looked like a guy, Rusty, who hadn't been in game action for over two months. So I think there's going to be a small little plays. But he's, you know what? Uh, we, we saw him in the crease. He's in scrums right away. That's what you get. I think Corey Perry is... He's a solid player. He's, he's going to add a lot to the Edmonton owners. Uh, he gives him, he gives him another player who knows how to work every shift. It's rare that you ever see, like Perry's not the flashy player, but it's rare that you see Corey Perry's motor not revving high. Which is going to be absolutely fantastic for the stretch in the playoffs. I love the move. And I thought, nah, go, go give him a B plus two. <laughs> um, I think. He did exactly what I thought coming out right off the bat, mixing it up a little bit in front. I thought he made some wicked passes, to be honest. I thought he used his brain in the game a little bit more than I thought. And it was um, old-school MVP Corey Perry was on display for a lot of those 12 minutes I didn't expect, so I give him a B plus. Question number three for you guys today. Which division do you think is the strongest in the NHL? And if you want to, for bonus points, you can rank them. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm going to go the specific or metro. Um, I do think it's specific. I'm not just trying to butter up the fans out there, but uh, I don't know. Look where all those all the potential. And, of course, there's been some streaks, but uh, the, the teams in the Pacific, I think, are the most well-equipped to win the Stanley Cup once the playoff starts. I think there's more depth. Well, I, I look at it this way. The I look at the Pacific Division, and I say the Pacific's won – I, I have the uh, the central right there, and I could argue the central might be number one because of the of their top three. But I, I think the West by far, um, Atlantic would be third, and then uh, the Metro right now is fourth. The Metro has two teams, and uh, and that's and if you actually look at the Rangers five on five play all year, meh. So um, t- to me, it's a uh, it's Pacific Central, Atlantic, and then Metro. Question four. We get Niners Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple weeks away still. Is this the matchup you would have wanted to see? Are you happy with this one? Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. How can you not? The 49ers have been great. They got a lot of weapons. You got Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, the Chiefs, fourth time in five years. Like, they're a really good team. So, yeah, like, what I've like, I always like the underdog story. So, had Detroit got there, it would have been great. But I, I think this might be a more competitive game. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I like, uh, like, I really buttered up Kansas City earlier, but I like San Francisco, too. I love watching them play, and uh, I think it'll be an exciting game and lots of positive storylines on both sides, no matter who wins. Question to number five, the final four today. It was on this day in 1989 that Major League Baseball dropped the stat game-winning RBI after nine seasons. I personally think that's a great stat. Uh, Keith Hernandez led the way. He had 129. So I want to ask you guys, is there a statistic in sports that you would add or get rid of if you could? Uh, okay, so get rid of, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe there's something out there if I was to give it some thought, but more thought. I don't like this, the baseball. I find runs can be misleading because unless you're a home run hitter, you could, you could get on base a lot. Don't judge me by runs that someone else got to bat me in. You know, I, I get it. If I get on base a lot, I'll probably get more, but I find that it can be misleading. Basketball. I I like knowing how many steals someone has, but often what doesn't go, if, if you go for a lot of steals, I find you're letting up a little bit defensively, and I, I wish there was a stat to show, okay, how many times did I go for it and miss my guy and he scored? Uh, but I don't think there is that. Um, and um, basketball as well. I often see in the last few years this per 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't quite get it. What, what are they saying per 48 minutes? Like per game? What, what, of course, per 48 minutes. No, what, what, the, what, what, what would you think? Well, per 48 is because if you only play 33 minutes of, of a game, then that's yeah. 33. So then they would take those 33 minutes, then the next. So they average everything over 48 minutes. Like yeah, but why? Why doesn't every sport do that then? Yeah, In well, hockey, okay. Well, hockey like if has, I look at the yeah. hockey games played, and I see that 80 games played, Connor McDavid has 140 points. 
Zach Cassian has 22. Mm-hmm. Well, probably one guy gets more ice than the I don't need to see any per 60 minutes or per. Of course, earn your ice time or your. I'm looking at it it's just confusing to me, and I don't need it. Tell me how many baskets you got. Uh, you know, um, I don't know turnovers. There's all kinds of stats in basketball that explain it to me. I don't need the per 48 minutes. Whoever you are, you. If you're great, you'll be out there for those 48 minutes. If you're not, well, get better. Yeah, NHL does have the per 60 on uh, natural stat trick. And, uh, and, and the people, oh, yeah, look at this oh, guy's points per. Yeah, and it's out there and it's his points per 60. And I try to explain to people, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? The more minutes you play, it's harder to maintain a high points per 60. It's just a simple fact. So you have a fourth liner who gets on a heater and he plays fewer minutes, and you're like, okay, well, if I play this guy 15, his points per 60 isn't going to stay the same. Yeah. It's going to go down. Yeah. It's just a simple fact. But anyway, uh, I would want to um, – well, I want to get rid of the loser point. Can we get rid of the loser point? Uh, I guess I'd mean I'd get rid of the shootout first and then just have ties. Um, I get, yeah. you know, the only way you can get fully rid of the loser point if you go five on five overtime because three on three obviously is not happening in the playoffs. It does speed up the game to end quicker. So I, I, I can live with it for, uh, overtime. Just get rid of the shootout. That's a stat that I would like to get rid of. And can the NHL front page, you don't count shootout goals in your actual stats. Why do you count it for on the standings page? It makes no sense to me because if you go to NHL.com and you click on standings and you look and it says, oh, look at the Edmonton orders. Goals for 160. Goals against 124. All right. Now, just remember those numbers, Terry, 160 and 124. But then when you go to the actual stats page and you look at the Edmonton orders, goals for and goals against, guess what? They have 158 goals for and 124 goals against because they don't count shootout goals. What the hell are they doing? Just get rid of the shootout goals counting on the front page of the NHL standings. Agreed. Cons, what about you? I would like to have a category in the NFL for pass interference yards. So a receiver gets credited if he draws, you know, three three PIs, say what? 10 yards each. Not to their statistics, but oh. just to show that they generated them oh, as well. Okay, I see. Okay. And maybe even on the defensive back as well. Does he, who's given up the most PI yards? In the league, I like that stat actually. That to me would because you're looking at hey, here's a guy who while he's not getting credit for catches, those are very positive plays for your team. And then conversely, for a, for a DB, like I always used to chuckle, yeah, this guy leads the league in uh, pass knockdowns. Well, yeah, probably because he's getting passed to all the time. <laughs> How many pass receptions he given up? Hey, one one question for you guys. I don't know the answer to this, but do they record a stat in hockey for penalties drawn? Yes, they do now. Yeah. Okay, well, not at the that, NHL so. stats, but uh, there's a site that uh, that has it, and so the NHL could have it because they have it right on their on the score sheet that says you know who the penalty was uh, drawn, like who drew the penalty. It says yeah. it right there, right? So uh, yeah, you have it. Uh, Natural Statric has it. A few other places have it. Okay, but the only thing though about Natural Stat is it includes fighting majors. So if if you're in a fight, you've drawn a penalty. Well, that doesn't make sense to me. But anyway. I would like it to be just minor penalties. Wow, see. TR, uh, I'm off on Thursday. So uh, you have uh, Strutty's hosting. So uh, you two try to keep it on the rails. And uh, you have fun at uh, Toronto uh, speaking. You try to keep it on the rails. And uh, we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll, we'll see what comes of it for, uh, for Hitch and Shorzy and TR uh, next Monday out of the All-Star weekend. Hey, stay tuned, uh, 
to my Instagram feed, Terry Ryan 2020. I'm going to try to post as much as I can. Should be a good good time. I'm going to be there with my dad at Ground Zero with all kinds of hockey personalities from Ty Domi to Teran Samwith. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. I love it. All right, TR, have a good one. Josh Reddick on Tales with TR tomorrow. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Edmonton. I'll see you guys in a few days. There you go. That's uh, Terry Ryan. Join us Monday and Thursday. Coming up, uh, Mark Spector, Kevin Woodley, and more after Connor Halley and a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice. Hey, get ready. In February, every day, they'll, uh, they have two names. And if it's your name that day, you get a free Booster Juice. Free smoothie at Booster Juice. Whew, February 1st to the 29th. I saw the list. It's no Jason's. We might have to talk about that. So it's disappointing. But there are a lot of popular names on there. So we'll, uh, we'll announce a different name every day in February. If it's your name, go to Booster Juice. Get a free one. Uh, and visit one uh, today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize. And download the app. Make sure you get the app at Booster Juice. Here's Connor Allen. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 